We've really worked hard to make sure that every day we think about the responsibility we have and how we can improve one degree at a time. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast brought to you by CCB Technology. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and this is the podcast where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. Join me as I work to figure this leadership thing out on purpose. This week, I sat down with President and CEO of Gateway, Dr. Albrecht. I was not only impressed with the reach that Gateway has across the world, but I was also impressed with how humble Dr. Albrecht was as I continually tried to dig into how he became so successful. He is an educator through and through. I promise you will enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here it is, my conversation with Dr. Albrecht. As we get started, if you wouldn't mind, uh, for those people that are listening in, might give a little background on who you are and uh, and your role with Gateway. Sure, I'd be happy to. And let me first say thank you for inviting me. I think this is a real honor and a real treat to be able to share a little bit more about the Gateway story and hopefully some of the influences that I've been able to make uh, in this historic college that we serve. But um, so I actually was a, a teacher. I started teaching in Kewanee, Wisconsin, in the northern part of the state. And um, as I went through my journey of teaching and hopefully inspiring young people, I had the opportunity to uh, broaden that horizon and work for the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction. And okay. I spent 16 years there. It was really uh, a great influence on me and in helping me connect to the important role that education plays at, at all levels, K-12, post-secondary. And uh, in that responsibility, I had the unique opportunity to uh, serve the Racine community as a liaison for technical programs. And that kind of connected me a little bit to the, the bigger value of Gateway. And in, in my service at the Department of Public Instruction, got to appreciate the role that technical colleges played in the state. Yeah. And uh, eventually um, was offered an opportunity to come down to, uh, to Gateway and serve in a vice president role for advanced technology centers, which today we call our IMET Center or her Inspire Center. Oh, yeah. sure. So I led those right. led those initiatives of my first responsibility here. And uh, it wasn't long after that that uh, the president at that time announced his retirement. And um, I was uh, asked if I would consider leading the entire college. So it was a big, it was a big lift for me because I had not done that before. But sure. um, I'm so glad that I did because uh, I think, you know, with what my experiences have brought to the campuses, it help to relate a little bit more the important role of education, the connection to business and industry, and how we can leverage the resources of the community to strengthen opportunities for students. So it's been a little bit of a journey, but yeah, that's my 35th like year in education this year. Wow. Okay. So I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've um, been able to stick with it so long. And also just want to recognize that uh, my wife Lisa is a, a principal at West Osha Central. We have an education family. Our daughter uh, is a biomedical engineer for Baxter Healthcare and lives in the Kenosha community but is actively involved in providing uh, mentoring programs for especially young girls in the STEM careers. Wow. Okay. So 35 years, um, lots of experience moving from different parts of the state, taking on a new role, you said, and that's kind of, I want to zoom in just for a couple minutes on that if we could, uh, because I'm, I am genuinely interested in people's career paths, how they do what they do, why they do what they do, and also the transitions. Because that can be awkward. When I took over the role that I'm in now uh, at the beginning of January, it was bumpy. And it was not uh, for, for a multi-site uh, college. So you said it was quite a lift. 
So if yeah. you could talk about that just a well, little bit. Well, there's yeah. no question that people tend to fall into their comfort zones, you know. So um, I had a really great experience when I was in, in school myself mm-hmm. and it was a teacher that uh, served as a mentor for me and encouraged me to go on to become a teacher. So I felt really comfortable in that in that role of education. And, and when I served as a teacher, I, I was really active in the community and volunteered and coached uh, three different sports. So I was really engaged in helping understand what students needed. And uh, I think that influence carried me over to the Department of Public Instruction. If I could find a way to build a broader base of uh, support for students, that that's what encouraged me the most. And um, so there was a comfort zone in all of that. And through that process, I also had a unique opportunity to work with the industry and, and really help build connections between what um, was happening in our schools and what was needed in the workplace. So building that bridge between workplace competencies and educational attainment so that students could get the types of jobs that they were desiring to achieve. And um, coming to Gateway, I saw all of that. Uh, it's a unique college. It was founded in 1911. Many people don't know that it is actually Wisconsin's first technical college. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a unique it's uh, history and been around for a long time. And it has a focus on helping students um, achieve their own personal goals through workforce training. And so I was able to build those connections. And um, it took a little bit because we were not familiar with this part of the state, yeah. mostly the northern part of the state. So, um, But fortunately, there's this great community and everybody uh, really embraced it. You know, the, not only the role that Gateway plays, but the responsibility that I have as far as uh, leading the college. So it's been encouraging for me personally and challenging and rewarding. So how do you how do you prioritize as you're stepping into a new role? Um, you, I'm sure there's there was goals maybe that were set before you came into the role. And then, and then you had some um, some leeway on creating your own goals and path and vision. And so how do you prioritize what you do first when you come into a role like that? Yeah, I can tell you. So it was an interesting time. It was um, 2004 when I first came to okay. Gateway. And then in 2006, I was appointed president. And it was January of 2006. And the board at that time had asked me to put together a strategic plan or at least a vision of where I thought we ought to take the college. And so it's very simple. I, it was a lot of people. There's a thousand employees at Gateway. So it's a big wow. reach. You got to yep. engage a lot of people in understanding a common vision. Um, but we did it with a really practical approach. And at that time, 2006, we estimated that we could project out maybe six years. So we set a goal of 2012, what would Gateway look like? We used the professional development philosophy of water's hot at 211. At 212, water boils. Boiling water creates steam. Steam creates energy. Energy creates change. So it's the one degree of difference. And the one degree has been the relationships that we establish at Gateway. Me with our employees, yeah. our employees with their students, our college with our community, our employers with our programs. And we've really worked hard to make sure that every day we think about the responsibility we have and how we can improve one degree at a time. And now as we move into our third strategic plan, we've stayed focused on the idea of every day we can make Gateway better one person at a time or one degree at a time. And we're using the mantra of 2021. So what will we look like in the year 2021? Mm-hmm. It's up to us to determine every day at each example, we have an opportunity to express one degree of betterness. There's a lot there. But what I'm taking is even though you stepped into the role, you had this huge task ahead of you, a thousand people, lives being impacted, things like that. You focused, you, you reverse engineered it almost to if we just are one degree better, if we're one we make one big change, let's do that one thing really, really well. And relationships, it sounds like, was a huge part of that. So how do you manage then a thousand staff members, um, a new role, and you knowing that relationships are going to be a huge deal between the community, the internal relationships, the potential of 
well, who's this guy? Why is he taking this role and that kind of thing? How did you manage that then too? Well, I've always believed that, you know, everyone wants to be a part of something, right? And mm-hmm. so they chose to work in this case at Gateway or they chose to work for CCB or wherever they're yes. working. And in That's that right. choice, there was something that drew them there and probably more than the paycheck, right? There's yeah. either a common mission or they know someone that works there. There's a connection. So how do you build off of that internal interest, that internal connection, that passion that they might have for the mission of the organization? And leverage that um, in a way that individuals feel like they're providing value or service to that entity. We build it off of strengths. We're a strengths-based college, so we recognize everybody comes to us with different strengths, and we try to make sure that those strengths are foundational and can can build support for, for other programs. But for me personally, it means I have to have a really um, open-door policy. I know it's a cliche. People say we got to have access, but sure. I visit a classroom every month. I work as a student. I I connect with students as much as possible. Um, I do a weekly message every Monday for all employees at Gateway. I let them know what's going on. We create a dashboard for uh, data so that everyone should have a pretty good understanding of how well we're doing and are we reaching the goals that we have set for ourselves. And of course, there are the formal. You've got to have strategic plans and everybody has a performance evaluation model and all of that. But for me personally, it's um, how do I extend myself beyond the job that I have so that I can become uh, more engaged in the relationships that are, are so necessary for people to take that extra step or perform at one degree of improvement? That is what I was hoping <laughs> you would say, because um, I, I, I remember it was uh, a few years ago, maybe now, that, that you were here. And I remember pieces of that conversation. And some of it that stood out was um, you smile a lot. And so and it seems like you genuinely believe what you're, what you're saying and that you believe in the mission and the, and the, the why behind what you're doing. Uh, before we started recording, I was mentioning that my wife was a, was a teacher uh, for Racine Unified for five years. And while I've never been formal teacher, I know um, partly what it's like to have you know, teachers in the home and what you go through. And so to hear what you were saying over and over in this, in this conversation it's confirmation of what I remember you saying a couple of years ago. And if, if I was following you, um, like when I'm following Patrick here, if the leader doesn't believe, then what are we doing? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, believe and understand. So the, this is the level of appreciation that I have for the work of our campuses and the faculty and all of the diverse programs that we offer. Um, I learn something new every day. That's what keeps me smiling. That's what keeps me energized. And I'm so fortunate to be able to explore my career as I'm performing my career. So when I go to visit our emergency medical technician program and see how the students must respond in crisis situations or go to a nursing program and watch a nurse draw blood for the first time or or have an opportunity to go in a manufacturing setting and see how our students are so highly sought after because of the skill sets they have in order to allow employers to achieve success and you know ride along with a police officer and know that those officers are risking their lives every day and they were trained at Gateway Technical College. And so I really think it's important for me to understand and appreciate the level of skills and knowledge that a student must have in order to move into one of the most essential careers in our community, mm-hmm. Gateway provides over 65 associate degree programs, 100 one-year diploma programs, 200 industry credentials. Pretty hard to name an occupation where there isn't some level of training requirement. Yeah. And uh, so it's fortunate that I'm passionate uh, in the role that we play and that I have a chance to see it and, and watch it every day. So you you touched on a couple things from, uh, again, that conversation I was referencing from a, a few years ago. And I, I genuinely was kind of embarrassed. And I mentioned this before we started recording as well, that I had no idea the reach of Gateway. 
And you've said a couple things already as far as stats go, but um, you know, sh- shifting a little bit from career path and, and your role to uh, the organization itself, because I, I really want people to know how big this is, and it's right here. Yeah, that's you know always surprising for folks, um, and maybe because it's so, we're so close to it, or maybe because it's 108 years old. Yeah, now become that familiar. You, you or drive past sure. and you yeah. don't really recognize it, but um, we're the fourth largest college in Wisconsin. 23,000 students we serve annually. Three campuses, one right here in Racine, mm-hmm. one in Kenosha, one in Elkhorn, and then we have five technology centers. So we partner in Kenosha with the Lakeview Academy, where okay. we co-run a high school. We do that in Racine at our S.C. Johnson IMED Center with the Real School. Yeah. We have the Inspire Center, the Hero Center, you know, the Pike Creek Center, the RPM Center. So there are outreach centers throughout the three counties that we serve, Walworth, Racine, and Kenosha County. And in that process, we are engaged with employers, over 160 corporate training agreements. So you would find a gateway classroom at Amazon. You would find a gateway classroom at Syncurator. You would find a gateway classroom at Kennel Manufacturing. You'd see a partnership with Modine and Modine University at Gateway. And so things that happen within our community are either embedded in our programming on the campus or we reach out into our community and provide those services in different ways. One thing that I'm really proud of, too, is that uh, Gateway's involved in over 80 community-based organizations. So Boys and Girls Club, United Way, Chamber of Commerces. We are actively involved in helping support our community from all different levels. High-end technical training, Industry 4.0, robotics, automation, surgical technology, aviation. Those are important. Wow. Down to adult basic education, helping people transition into our community, English language learners. Um, all of the resources that a community might need in order to sustain the viability of every single citizen. So where is Gateway not then? <laughs> yeah, maybe well, that know, would be an easier place to start. Yeah, it might be. But actually now we have a we have a kids lab program. So we're in okay. kindergartens. We start in the kindergarten as far as teacher development and 3D printers and scanners that we work with uh, elementary school kids on all the way to universities. Dual enrollment at UW Parkside. We have great partnerships at UWM and Marquette. And I think there are over 40 universities now that align their programming with Gateway. So whether it's early education or postgraduate mm-hmm. education, Gateway's actively involved in that. Primarily because we serve that unique niche. You know, students can start college earlier at uh, maybe their sophomore, junior year. In 2017, Gateway served 7,100 high school students oh, with dual wow, credit, yeah. saving families uh, $2.5 million in tuition. So tuition-free college while you're Jeez. in high school. Every, every high school in the area has a Gateway program. All the way to, uh, you know, like I said, graduate level programs at universities in research and great corporate partners that are doing great work with, um, you know, training that is necessary for today, but also putting us in a position with companies like Foxconn to think about autonomous driving vehicles and, you know, artificial intelligence and virtual reality and all of those all of those technologies are part of the Gateway um, platform, which gives us a quite a reach into the community and I think a real value proposition for the community. So I could go all over the place, but just breaking it down, you've got three campuses that are Gateway campuses. But what I'm hearing is because of the partnerships that you have with corporate uh, corporate accounts and then also with universities um, uh, and community-based involvement, I mean, you're, you've got to be over 50 60, 100 different touch points, locations, places like that. All over the world. So this is another aspect of Gateway that is sometimes not 
is visible. So as an example, um, our student population, so we have over 40 languages that uh, we bring to this community. We support global corporations. We mentioned many of them, SC Johnson and Syncreator, Modine, yeah. those are all global footprints. We have a partnership with over 70 community colleges around the country. Gateway is the hub for what's called the National Coalition of Certification Centers. So we certify for 3M, for Train Corporation, for Snap-on Tools. And uh, in that process, we reach the entire population of the United States um, and including a great training program in North Africa, Morocco, one of 16 international programs that we have at Gateway. So global competency, global awareness, global skills are essential for today's worker. And so whether they stay here in our community yeah. and get a great job, as you know, in a technology-driven uh, right. industry, students must be able to communicate effectively, mm -hmm. must have an understanding of the economy globally and how their role and responsibility, whether it's right here at CCB or at one of our great corporations, how that impacts the bottom line of success. So plugging into the Gateway could actually be two steps away or one step away from just about anywhere in the U.S. but beyond. Absolutely. So students travel. We're very, very uh, proud of our focus on service. So we provide service learning programs in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Peru, uh, London. We have programs in Germany. We have an exchange program in uh, Austria. This year we have a delegation going to China. So students in their programs can leverage their occupational skills by being a part of a service uh, okay. initiative that we have in another country. And uh, it's really remarkable because many of our students are first-generation college students. Yeah. Um, so it's not only the first time going to college, but in some cases the first time leaving the state or leaving the country. Sure, yeah. And yeah. you come back it's with a, a whole, whole different perspective on yeah. what the world is like and how they can add value, whether it's healthcare, IT support services, or you know any of the great programs that we offer. Man, so I... I went way off script and I'm so glad I did. Thank you for, for answering all of those questions. My so um, you did touch on the businesses that are engaging with you currently. And there's some big names in there uh, locally here to southeastern Wisconsin that are making uh, impact here and then also around the globe because of their locations. But uh, I'm interested to know what, what are business leaders that are listening to this that aren't engaging potentially missing out on if they aren't working with you guys or, or engaging with you currently. Yeah, yeah. no no question. Um, no interview would be complete without talking a little bit about the skilled worker shortage. Yes. Yeah, that's um, Employees are so hard to find, especially employees with the right skill set. So we encourage our employers in the area to really look at Gateway as one of their talent development strategies. So there are a lot of ways that we must recruit uh, future employees and the student population is a good start for that. Yeah. And to make that happen, I, I simply say get in front of the line. So that means uh, become a part of our advisory committees, get to know the faculty, understand the sequence of course offerings that we have, when does graduation come up, and we run year-round. So we're a three-semester college. We okay. never stop. So you can find graduates in the spring, summer, fall, and winter, depending on when your hiring needs are. Yeah. But to find them, you've got to go to them. So speak in front of a class, offer an internship, get involved in a scholarship program, uh, serve on a committee, as I mentioned. Uh, there are many ways that we can engage employees. And what we're doing to help develop uh, talent in this area um, is not only extend our reach into the you know, high schools and middle schools to help students become more engaged, but we're investing in our programs and facilities. So this current year, 2019, is a big year for us. We put a 36,000 square foot addition onto the SC Johnson IMET Center, which will be all advanced manufacturing, robotics, material science, um, cybersecurity, data analytics, all of the new skill sets that are 
required for any level of advanced manufacturing. We've expanded our footprint in uh, nursing to include the Human Patient Simulation Center, our Inspire Center. Um, we continue to grow our outreach in IT with the opening of our new IT Center of Excellence over on the Racine campus. We opened a new high-performance engine program with BRP in Racine. That's a really state-of-the-art uh, program. Wow. And we've uh, added our fourth uh, cosmetology program with the Andis uh, family and Andis Corporation yeah, out in Burlington. Nice. So across the board, whether it's veterinary science technicians, surgical technology, aviation, automotive, diesel, Jeez. advanced manufacturing, every program is seeing growth right now. And those investments are as a direct result of the commitment that our community continues to make now for 108 years in Gateway. So we appreciate that. We did a study two years ago on the economic impact of our college, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, the results are very positive. For every dollar a student invests in their tuition, um, they have a return of about $7.20. Wow. Every taxpayer and in dollar invested in Gateway has a return of $2.40. So collectively, on an annual basis, Gateway has an economic impact of $888 million. Wow. So rounded up to a $900 million annual economic impact for the region in salaries and, and wages that we pay our employees and the money that students make when they graduate. And I think it's a, a really fundamental key aspect of a strong economy is how well Gateway performs. I don't even know how to follow up with that other than is there anything that I that I missed? I mean, what, what else? When people drive past Gateway, um, I live, you know, north of the zoo. Sure. I uh, drive past the campus um, every week, at least a couple times a week. So maybe to, to close, what, what do you want me and people like me to think about when they, when they yeah. drive past the well, campus? I, I hope you look past it and you think about um, a place of opportunity. Yeah. So the Gateway is a campus that is not only providing great programs and skills for those students that know they want to go on to college. It's a great first college choice. It's affordable. It's transferable into four-year degree programs. leads directly to jobs. Um, but it also provides an opportunity for students to understand what their passion and interests are, to you know, locate with a cohort of individuals with common strengths, to identify passions within skill areas that can lead to potential jobs, uh, learn a language, assimilate into the community, or upgrade their skills. Might already have a great job, but need to new, learn a new software program. So very diverse campus in its role and responsibility. And I like to think of it as a campus of opportunity. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time. I'm excited all over again about Gateway, the impact here, and that it's right, one of the campuses is right here in my hometown. So thank you for taking time. Thank you for your leadership. And uh, I, I hope uh, that you will continue to have an impact here because what you're doing is valuable to, to where I live. Well, and thank you so much. Me. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I want to thank CCB for their continued support for all of the educational work that we do in our community, but especially for the work that we're doing at Gateway. You thank bet. you. Thanks. takeaway for me this week is that now I have a fresh look at something I've been familiar with for over 20 years. I'm grateful that Dr. Albrecht came, spent his time, and reintroduced me to something that's having a tremendous impact and is right here in my hometown. Action item. Inspect what you're expecting. Dr. Albrecht goes into the classroom still to make sure that the students are getting what they're paying for. And I think regardless of industry, we all have the opportunity to do the same thing. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Like, subscribe, share, and if you're looking to meet some great people that are making it happen, 
I've got a way for you to join us at our tech showcase on May 9th. CCB wants to give away some tickets to the showcase, and it is so easy to enter. Just go to the podcast page at ccbtechnology.com slash podcast, and at the top of the page, you'll see the link to enter. That's all there is. One entry per person through April 7th, and winners will be randomly drawn on April 8th. Looking forward to meeting you there. Until then, from all of us at CCB, thanks for listening.